Well, we have been, um, over the last couple of weeks, we had the opportunity to speak with representatives from uh, Turo and Lander Colleges who were um, reminding everybody, along with me, about the importance of attending their open houses, which I'm sure were great successes. And um, uh, during the last couple of weeks, as we were exploring our future guests here at JM the AM, um, we, um, we requested that uh, Dr. Jeffrey Lichtman join us because we couldn't think of anyone better to discuss the state of Jewish education as now we, I hope we could say this, have gotten uh, to a somewhat regular place in terms of the logistics, at least, when it comes to education in our community. And I mean that, obviously, in reference uh, to COVID. And he's, of course, an expert not only in education, but in special education as well. Um, And uh, we could discuss just how all of this has affected the specific student communities uh, within our community. With all that having been said, it's a pleasure to welcome Dr. Dr. Jeffrey Lichtman, who is the uh, director of the of Graduate Jewish Education and Special Education at the Turo College and University System has been a guest of ours many times before. Dr. Lichtman, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. And it's a pleasure to be here. Good morning, Malcolm. I sort of, and look, I, I'm, I'm still a high school parent and, uh, and, and have somewhat of a hand on the pulse of what's going on out there in our community. I, I sort of feel that now, a little bit more than a month after the Yuntif season, etc., uh, during this school year, uh, everyone is sort of breathing a sigh of relief <laughs> that that in many ways we have gotten to a point where classroom activity and even you know school scheduling because there were you know classes last year that had to be opened and then closed and then zoomed and then resumed etc etc etc. I think everyone's breathing a collective sigh of relief. Am I getting the right impression about what's going on out there in the world of Jewish education? So, um, yeah, I think you are. I think there's, uh, there's still anxiety out there, but, but I think the way you're, you're, you're putting it, that, uh, that everybody, if, if not breathing a sigh of relief, they're beginning to be less tense and, uh, and, and more comfortable, you know, with the situation and that the situation has, has come back in our schools to being more normal. Yes, that is all true. Um, I think it's a little less true for the rest of the world um, in general, um, although, there too, I think it's moving in that direction. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I think we have sometimes have to feel very lucky that we're um, uh, in the in situation we're in compared to other educational systems in this country. Um, you know, everyone's uh, everyone's um, curious what all this has done to Jewish education, what all this has done uh, to our students, young and older. Uh, is, is there a way yet? Are, are we are we far enough down the road yet to start talking about pre-COVID and post-COVID and how it affected the state of Jewish education? So you know, listen. I think that that you know during COVID, I think the um, you know it's been a very tough time. We did far better than um, than I think our public school uh, you know uh, 
peers, if you will. We were, you know, our schools were open last year for much of the year, um, where so many public schools were not, and which means, and by the way, there's, there's been, you know, studies done already about how far behind um, so many public school children have fallen, unfortunately, and that's largely not true for us. We have an amazing system and one that we should be very proud of, and especially, especially our teachers and school leaders who really, I think, you know, should be up there with the first responders that we lauded and applauded in the past um, during the pandemic. Um, but we still have challenges also. And what about opportunities? Because we talk about both challenges and opportunities. Has there been a positive development from all of this, aside from the fact that we could laud ourselves for being ahead of the curve? Look, I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think there are opportunities. I'm not sure that we've taken advantage of them. Much like, um, much like, I think the way people felt. You know, if you if you remember how people were feeling during the lockdown. Right. You know, at the at the at the height of the pandemic, and and certainly more. You know, in the earlier times. You know, and and everybody was a little. You know, was sad and and more reflective and philosophical about what's important in life, um, and focusing on those things that are most important in life, our relationships and things of that sort that we at that point didn't have the opportunity um, to, you know, to, to, to be part of in, in the way that we had in the past. I think a lot of that, unfortunately, we, we aren't necessarily remembering and taking advantage of. I think that um, some of the same challenges that existed before continue to exist. And, um, and, and for all that we have an amazing system, I also think that, uh, that, that we do have some real challenges, I, as you said, opportunities, but they're only opportunities if we grapple with them. Um, if we just keep going and ignoring the challenges, then some will, will, you know, will fall by the wayside as these things happen, but some will continue to, um, to seriously um, challenge us and, frankly, hurt our system. Dr. Jeffrey Luchman is with us. He is the uh, director of uh, the Graduate Jewish Education and Special Education at the Turo College and University System. Uh, we talk about special ed, and you know, I'm wondering, I may be under a completely wrong impression. I hope that no one takes offense that I would even uh, surmise this way if it is incorrect, but I always felt that the, the, the whole Zoom system uh, and the, 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 um, uh, the um, d- reduction of face-to-face personal attention was a bigger issue in the special education community. Am, am I right about that, or it's a terrible generalization? Um, it's not a terrible generalization, and and you are right and wrong at the same time, as is so often the case with these kinds of things. First of all, look, I, 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 you've heard me say this before, and I don't think it could be emphasized enough. You know, obviously we're talking about, you know, many children in special education, but those many thousands and thousands of children who we, you know, who require um, our special education, um, each one of them is unique and different. And even those with the same challenges, when you're talking about two children who have autism, they can be so different that you might not even know that they share anything in common other than that they're children and Jewish, much, you know, forget that they have autism. Um, And therefore, I'll tell you, there were actually some children um, during the pandemic who actually uh, flourished with the, with Zoom and, 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 and the lack of interaction. However, 
However, that's one small portion. Overall, um, children, you know, with special needs actually were, I think, quite challenged. Think about, you know, again, I think one of the the, the important dimensions of, of education, and, and particularly for kids with special needs often, is the, the social dimension, is the socialization and, and learning um, how to socialize, which sometimes they have a much harder time learning than their, um, you know, mainstream peers. And, uh, you know, when you're not together, that gets challenged. When you're wearing masks in school, even if you are together, not being able to read those same facial cues and, and social cues um, in the same way as was in the past, uh, that gets challenged. When a teacher is teaching wearing a mask um, and their voice is not the same and is muffled a little bit, um, that's a challenge. So I, I think our kids with special needs as a group, group to group, um, you know, did experience a harder time. There's no question about that. At the same time, I will remind all of your listeners that, um, you know, I think children are, 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 frankly, human beings are resilient, and children in particular are, are really pretty resilient. Think about the child, God forbid, who, you know, spikes a high fever, and, and, and you're, you know, as a parent, you're really worried, and 104, and never, you know, and everything else, and they're so, you know, miserable, and then, you know, suddenly, an hour later, the, the fever's coming down, and you would never know that they, they weren't feeling well, yeah. right? That's almost like a, the flip of a switch. We're not like that as adults, not to the same degree, but the kids are very resilient, and I think they've handled it, um, the situation, frankly, far better um, than we adults have. Um, so for the most part, I think the kids, even those with, you know, with, with special needs, have, have weathered um, the challenge, but, uh, but you know, it, it's been hard. Tell me about the uh, new program at Turo. Um, so I think you're referring to our program, which started about uh, about uh, two and a half years ago, uh, where we train um, men and women, young uh, adults in particular, uh, to go into teaching. Many of them already are in teaching, but where we provide them with uh, a master's degree and, and certification and intensive training to be the best teachers that they can possibly be, and particularly training them to teach Limudek others, to teach Judaic studies in, in our yeshivas and schools. And I have to tell you that, um, you know, I mentioned challenge, uh, challenges earlier. Um, you know, perhaps that's our greatest challenge. We do not have um, really very well-trained teachers. We would not, in most of our schools, you know, we would not hire somebody um, to teach high school physics or, or middle school English without a master's degree and without, you know, the knowledge of English literature or, or high school physics or whatever it might be, as well as the training, the knowledge to teach. Right. Um, and, and let's be honest, um, that's largely not the case in our yeshivas, particularly around the Mude Kodesh, which is the, the raison d'etre. Our, 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 the very being of our yeshivas is to, right, is to teach our children Limudei Kodesh, is to imbue them with the love of, of, of Akash Baruch Hu, of Torah, of Jews, of Judaism, and yet the people teaching in our classrooms who do a great job, um, given that many of them are really coming to it not well-trained or not trained at all, 
um, you know, that's a real challenge. And, uh, you know, the fact that somebody knows how to learn Torah doesn't mean that they know how to teach Torah. That's, a, I believe that's a major challenge. And, and exacerbating that challenge, and this is, is preceded COVID, but it's certainly continuing, is that we don't have enough teachers. We literally do not have enough teachers to fill all of the slots in our growing system, and that seems to be a challenge that is not going away, that is only growing and increasing. And that's one of the reasons why Turo, you know, you know, some uh, you know, a few years ago said, no, you know, we have to get into the game here and, and uh, specifically work towards um, providing more teachers for our yeshivas and, um, and, and definitely providing more well-trained teachers, particularly to teach because um, that's that's what that is the primary that's the reason for being of our schools is uh, I mean it's two three years old as you just indicated meaning the new program uh, is, is there a sample size or anecdotal evidence uh, to tell us that this is already working and having an impact on the day school and yeshiva league system so uh, you know listen I would love to say oh yes um, I, I can't say that there's no um, well how no long do we have to wait how long how long do you can share yeah is that we graduated our first class this past summer, our first cohort uh, of about 12 individuals. And what I can tell you is that um, I get calls and emails all the time asking me for you know candidates for people you know, for teachers from different school principals. Um, and and that uh, you know that's only increased. And people have been calling me and saying, you know, we heard from our colleagues who actually were teaching in, you know, in, in school X, and and we want those teachers. Um, so anecdotally, the schools that that those people that we've graduated, um, you know, anecdotally, those school principals have shared with us um, how how you know pleased they are and what a difference they've begun to make. And uh, even I, I continue even, you know, for people in the program while they're getting the training, the schools that they work in um, have been contacting us and, and, and sharing how how excited they are at seeing um, the difference between somebody who, you know, has been trained and who knows methodology, you know, versus uh, somebody who doesn't. Well, wow, amazing. Uh, what's next? <laughs> what else needs to be added to either this program or individual programs that need to be added to enhance uh, this entire Jewish educational system? And now I'm referring to your program uh, even more. Right. So um, we, we've actually, you know, till now the program, uh, or t- until recently the program was a uh, an in-person program. Um, and uh, during COVID we we... Uh, created a, another parallel program that's an online program, and and what that does is it gives us the the capacity to teach people um, to have people in the program from all over, really all over the world, but I'll say all over the United States and Canada, and we've begun to get uh, you know calls um, from potential candidates uh, from different places, Montreal, uh, uh, Toronto, Los Angeles, um, etc. So that that's one thing. During the quickly as we saw that our schools were um, 
you know, struggling, or many of our teachers were struggling with suddenly having to use technology in ways that they had never used, you know, used it before. And I, I, by that I mean not just Zoom, although that was a big part of it, but, but again, how to use technology. And that's one of the challenges, I think, also, as a, you know, as a, as a quick side note, I think that, you know, I think pre-COVID there was a, a, a notion floating out there uh, not by many, but by some that, you know, somehow maybe, you know, did we really need teachers? Can't we use the computer, you right. know, to, to replace teachers? And I think that, that if anything, COVID has helped to, uh, to prove that, um, that while technology can be a great enhancement, can be a great tool when used properly, it, it in no ways can replace the human factor and the human being as a teacher. Um, but technology can be a great tool, and we actually put together a certificate program, an intensive, you know, one-year training program to teach people who know some technology, to teach them more technology, and more importantly, to teach them how to coach other teachers who don't, how to, how to coach and teach those teachers um, how to use technology, how to use it effectively, um, how to, frankly, not to be afraid of it if you haven't used it before, right. and, and what different things to use it for. So we've done that, and, and, and we've... We we also actually just graduated, uh, you know, recently about the, our first, you know, group of ten um, individuals who, you know, gone into different schools um, to do that, and uh, we're continuing to do that right now. One of uh, the things that we're working on is school leadership, and um, we're putting together, and, and we hope to start this summer a new um, leadership training program uh, that will uh, provide uh, intensive training for our school leaders, for our school principals, um, and that will give them the uh, the tools. Again, you know, you might be a great teacher. Um, the skills that, that are called on, that, that you need to have to be a school leader, um, sometimes overlap with teaching, but often uh, are other different skills, and, and we don't want our people, you know, I'm sure you know the, the Peter principle, we want them not to rise to their level of, of you know, ignorance, if you will, but to their level of competence and, and help them to become competent. So we're, we're, we're putting the final touches on a, uh, a leadership training program for, for school principals, and that'll be for people, you know, all over the, the country and, and Canada. Um, so that's another thing. And then certainly professional development on an ongoing basis. Not everybody is going to come back to school um, to get a, a master's degree and that significant level of, of further training in, in teaching. Um, and so actually next week we're doing a conference on Jewish special education uh, in person. I think it's, it's, it's perhaps it's certainly amongst the very first uh, educational conferences that are happening in person. Uh, in a few months, we're planning to do the same thing for Jewish education, um, and and we plan to take those, uh, you know, as as time goes on, regionally to different parts of the United States and Canada, so that we can provide direct in the field in real time um, ongoing professional development for our uh, our rebbeim, our mowers, our teachers. The Jewish Special Ed Conference happens on November the 16th, which is a week from today. Jewish Special Education Today and Tomorrow is the title. The keynote is about the pandemic and lessons learned over the last year and a half. Uh, can I assume there's information on the website uh, or any other type of information you'd like to give about the conference? Uh, yeah, the, the, the conference, the information is on the website. It's an all-day conference at uh, at uh, our campus, at one of our campuses, 2002 
uh, Avenue J and Ocean Avenue, right in the heart of Flatbush. And uh, but more importantly, um, we have uh, some of the best people, um, you know, who both school leaders and school teachers who are coming there to present on. Um, you know, best practices. How do you teach Tanakh? How do you teach Chumash to children who have language disabilities? Right. Um, how do you teach, you know, math to children who have difficulties, you know, with that? How do you work with children who have anxiety? And frankly, we have, a, you know, uh, a real increase in, in children who are experiencing anxiety today, as much as we have an increase in, in people and adults experiencing anxiety all over the world. Right. Oh, boy, we certainly do. It is hard to stay ahead of the game, I'll tell you. <laughs> Whoever sure thought is. the Jewish education would get to the point that, thank God, uh, the entire system is this sophisticated. You know, we always talk about when it comes to Turo, because I always remind students and parents out there that it is a better idea in the long run not to utilize shortcuts for your undergrad and graduate education. And I always emphasize that at Turo, you have real classes, real courses, real degrees, and it all leads to real jobs. And I think even in the area of Jewish education where people might think it doesn't apply, I think you could certainly join me in saying it certainly applies in 2021. Oh, it certainly does apply. You know, we are affected, Nachum. Uh, you know, as a community, we're affected by everything that everyone else is affected right. by. Everything. You know, we hope that we're maybe affected to a lesser degree, but there is nothing that we're immune from. And 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 I hope that that's something that everybody realizes. You know, we live in this. You know, we. You know, thank God we have strong communities and a strong system. So, you know, the kids often refer to the bubble that they that they grow up in. Um, but the bubble is is permeable. The bubble is not. You know. It, it, it's not insoluble, and 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 um, again, we're really immune. And and to not have, you know, I'm reminded of you know of, of there was a time when, when women didn't have good Jewish education, right? right. Yep. It was, you know, and 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 the Ravs Zatzal and others, you know, understood that that uh, no, that we needed to provide you know to our women for so many different reasons the same quality uh, education that 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 we would give to boys, and in the same sort of way. Yes, we need today more than ever. We need um, we need teachers who who not just know Torah, but who know how to engage children in meaningful, dynamic ways. Who understand who children are, who understand the unique individuality of te- uh, children, who understand how children learn the same and also differently one from another, um, and therefore how to you know to to, to um, excel at, at this really task, uh, this holy task, and this, this you know, the, the, this so important task of helping our, our, our families and our community to raise our children, you know, in, in, a, in a life of Torah. And that can only be done by knowing, by knowing technology, by knowing everything else that, that the kids know and that they're surrounded by and, dare I say, assaulted by. Yeah, well said, well said. Dr. Jeffrey Luchman, he is the director of the Graduate Jewish Education and Special Education Programs at the Turo College and University System. Information about all of this, Turo.edu. If uh, you are a student or if you are a parent who has a child that is either on this track or interested in this track, uh, you have to uh, make sure to uh, convince him or her uh, to explore uh, this type of program. It will only enhance their abilities down the road. It will uh, certainly enhance their possibilities in terms of employment and good employment, and will also uh, create even better teachers. Dr. Jeffrey Lichman, can't thank you enough. Continued success, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. 
Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure. More coming up at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app.